1: listening to Happer and Schaefer on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back. Happer and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Schaefer is attempting to get the fly... He got it! He's
2: dead! Yes. <laughs> Woohoo! It's a shame that we didn't have video of him. You really got him? Yeah, he's dead right there on the table.
1: RIP. As a message
2: to other flies. We've had a fly for three days. You come into this space, you don't leave. Great. Unless catch. we actually make you leave.
1: That's one of the things. Like, I-, I think I'm pretty quick. But I have never been been good at catching flies.
2: I, I don't know that I'm good at it. I have large enough hands that it's there's a big, mm. you know, clapping radius. And really, he had positioned himself that he couldn't really go out. He could only go up. Got so, himself in
1: a corner. Yeah. Walked right into the trap. Look
2: at him. He's not going anywhere.
1: My my dad does this thing. It's like one of the most dad things, but also like one of the more badass things. that. So he catches the flies. Like this, like you know, like he he grabs him with his fist. You got a
2: fly in a grip,
1: and then he shakes it up, and then he like throws it.
2: Whoa! Yeah, I don't know that I catch flies. I just I clap them to death. Yeah, he, he doesn't smash. Like them. Jason Garrett, those flies. Yeah, he
1: like he, it's 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 a whole process, uh, and he does it with a high level of consistency. Has he too. taught
2: it to you. Is this like karate kid? I,
1: don't, I don't think you can teach it, it, man. I don't know. Do you have to wax? I would love on, to. I would love to learn. Wax off. I've tried before, uh, unsuccessfully. Mm-hmm. Max Olson joins us. Max, <laughs> we we caught a fly this morning. What have you done?
3: Uh, I have been chasing my trash cans up and down the street, and uh, mm. it's been one, you know because it's so damn windy out here. And I'm I'm not lying to you guys. I, While well, I was just out there trying to go find my recycling bin, which was two houses down. <laughs> I saw like a little bit of a snow flurry past me. Oh, oh no. no. Yeah, I saw something. I mean, this it, it may be upon us.
1: I don't want this. It's not time. No, I mean, even though it's, no, no, even though it's November twelfth, like you, you, you know, it's not crazy for it to snow today. You're never really ready for the first time.
3: No, no, and I need to. One of my resolutions this year was to buy a snowblower, so I need to probably actually go do that now.
1: Yeah, it's it's time now because you know when the first snow hits, they're going to be. They're going to be flying <laughs> off the shelves. All right, Max. Um, well, let's 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 start with Nebraska. What were your kind of thoughts on um, the moves that Nebraska made this week? Not only to basically fire their entire offensive coaching staff, which is I think spent. You know that's been much of what we've talked about this week, but also retaining Scott Frost and, and keeping him for at least one more year.
3: Uh, you know, I guess I can't say it was surprising because it seemed like everybody knew on saturday afternoon that this is how it was going to go um and i you know <laughs> I, there's i have lots and lots of thoughts about like this decision because it, it is truly truly fascinating uh, that this is kind of the path they're choosing to take here after a, a season like this that is both not even over and you yeah. know can be inter- interpreted a couple different ways i guess The thing that I get a little bit stuck on, and I'm not, I swear I'm not just trying to be negative here, but like, how is this, like, I I understand, like, the decision sort of philosophically, um, but how is this going to go next year? I mean, there, you know, you are, you are trusting Frost to hire a brand new offensive staff. You are trusting him to sign a lot of players out of the portal, maybe even a starting quarterback out of the portal. I guess we'll see. Mm Um, and then what's, the expectation next year is it six wins is it much more than six wins i mean i (laughs) there's and you know much has been written about like there's not a lot of precedent for these working out and stuff but i I honestly like what what do you got like is it eight what's the actual expectation next year Uh,
2: so that's the thing that i've struggled with is i don't think that trev alberts has put any he won't put a number on it and then you right. sort of get into the idea that if they win five games, it could be progress from this year. And then you'd have a new staff together, so you you could argue they'd need more time together. So it, it almost just feels like it's purposely been left open-ended for almost like a you-know-it-if-you-see-it kind of thing, which is sort of terrible to, to kind of operate under on its own idea. My,
1: my answer to it is that... like it's it's almost too early to even start down the road of like expect like they don't have an offensive staff they don't have a quarterback we don't know what it's going to look like we just know at this point that it needs to be better and and I get why that's (laughs) I get why that's vague
3: (laughs) yeah it's uh you know it's a real glass uh quarter full situation here you know um and I you know it is interesting just the way it's such an interesting like kind of uh a test for everybody this week to sort of like see where you stand on this because clearly the Ohio State game was like, you know, another one of those where you feel like if if you want to be like really positive and and see progress, then you you point to those four games against, you know, top 10 teams and say, man, we didn't get blown out. In fact, we played really well. And, you know, we've got players that can play with these guys. But I also just kind of can't, like, you know, if we're assuming that they're going to lose the last two, which it seems like the administration is, comfortable with given the coaching changes you made this week mm. like they're they're gonna go one and five against the division yep so
1: it would be about the same as it has been over the last yeah. couple of years yeah
3: yeah it's it's truly uh it's truly wild and, and don't get me wrong like i uh, i I enjoyed going to the game Saturday and it would be great for my job if Nebraska was really nationally relevant and I could go to the games that's you know ten minutes away so I, I want Nebraska to be successful here but uh, man, it is—it's uh, <laughs> gonna be just a really interesting year ahead, and, and it's a—it's a big old bet uh, on Scott Frost to to figure all this out.
2: Man, you could replay that exact sound clip, yeah. and put it in 2019 and 2020, and now old 2022 also, yeah, and now for 2020. H- here's the
3: thing, Max. Well, isn't that the weird thing that like at the end of year two and at the end of year three, you you would say, "Well, it's not going to get worse than this,"
2: <laughs> right? It, it, it's Groundhog Day, basically, right? Every like, single time. That's that's how a lot of people feel, and, and that's how it has kind of played out. Max, I want to ask you about the other team in that matchup you watched. What, what did you walk away thinking about Ohio State, having seen them in person, uh, as they kind of go through this stretch where they're going to get both Michigan and Michigan State, and they get a Purdue team that suddenly seems more dangerous than maybe they were getting any credit for coming into the year?
3: Yeah, I, I – uh, when we were, you know, sitting in the press box there after we are writing those stories, I asked our Ohio State writer, Bill Landis. I was like, Bill, do, do you feel like you're covering like a 10-2 team? He's like, yeah, I kind of think so. Like, I, I think that Ohio State is, is talented, and they're probably going to be really good next year. Um, and I just I, – you know, like I'm, I'm not trying to take anything away from Nebraska's performance because clearly they did all the right stuff, especially on defense. And 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 showed you some of C.J. Stroud's weaknesses, I think, in terms of his decision making and being on time and all that kind of stuff. But um, you know, I I don't know which game Ohio State is going to lose here in November, but I kind of feel like they will. I kind of feel like they will lose one of these games. Um, And you know, I, I don't think that's just about oh they're missing Garrett Wilson or something like that. I just think this team is maybe not as scary as the ones we've seen the last few years. One that's gotten better on defense uh, you know with the changes that they've made but I don't know offensively I you sort of expected to see a lot more from them last week than you did and and part of it is I just feel like they didn't really want to run the ball
1: doesn't it usually just come back to Stroud for them I I, I mean I felt like during that game on Saturday they could have kind of picked whichever way they wanted to do it and they decided that they wanted to you know throw it around a little bit more um, and and Stroud made a couple really baffling decisions. One that we don't didn't talk about enough this week, I don't think was resulted in the ball rolling on the ground for about forty five seconds and nobody picking it up. Um, what do you think of Stroud?
3: yeah i I thought that uh, you know I, I think that there's been some of these games, I think from the first game when you expect him to light up Minnesota and you kind of see like he's just really not that guy that's gonna like. Like they they're, they have an explosive offense. I, I feel like <laughs> watching Stroud live. I was like, I think this guy's going to lead the country in passes of exactly ten yards. Like yeah. that's kind of what the offense is a little bit, you know. Like they and, and a lot of it was, you know, like yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigba went off, but a lot of it was just like ten yard hitches. That then he got a lot of yak. I mean, I, I think it's an offense that, you know, maybe they can build toward that, you, you know, in terms of big centile game playoff and all that, and, and surprise some people, but. It does feel a little bit limited, and again, I just don't know why. With with how good Henderson is and the other two backs are, I don't really know why. Why didn't they want to run it on Nebraska that much?
1: Max who's can't the, can't answer that. I, yeah. I don't know. People people have gotten after me for saying that they it felt like they didn't want to because of what their final stats look like. But I I just felt like in the first half they could have done it way more than they did. That was just Correct. my sense.
3: Yeah, I agree. Who's the number
2: two team in the country in your mind? Because it. It feels like We've whoever, asked this exact question before. Yeah. It, it just... It feels like whoever you put there is just a whole bunch of yeah, but.
3: Right. Yeah. And, and before Saturday, I, I probably would have told you I think Ohio State maybe is the best, the second best team in the country. So, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm starting to open my mind to the possibility that it's going to end up being Oklahoma, but I don't really know. Wow. I mean, they've got... At least Oklahoma's got the opportunity here to play some big games you know they're going to Waco this week uh, they have to play Iowa State they're, they're probably going to end up getting to play you know a ranked team in their in their conference title game if they make it there I think they're going to have some of those opportunities to prove that they can do that but defensively I kind of expected that they would have like a top 25 you know at least top 40 kind of, of unit this year and that's just not the case um, they've, they've been young and kind of banged up there and stuff so I I don't know I'm not quite willing to say it's Alabama but it seems like everybody else has just sort of uh, sort of come to that uh, you know conclusion by process of elimination here
1: including the playoff committee yes <laughs> uh, you mentioned it but a huge game in Waco o- Oklahoma Baylor um, you know Oklahoma still has somewhat of a path to the playoff they wouldn't if they lose this weekend could can Baylor and and I guess side note also what they've kind of put together this year. Um, under Dave Aranda, can can Baylor win this game this weekend?
3: I, I I could see it, yeah. And by the way, this is this is like if you're looking for reasons for hope, um, Baylor was pretty bad last year and did not make some very good hires in year one under Aranda, and they they had to shake things up and they they hired a new OC and a new O line coach from Baylor, or I mean, excuse me, from BYU. That offense is awesome now. So I mean, it, it can it can flip fast if you make the right hires, and they've done that and have developed a good quarterback in Gary Bohannon, a guy that's a first-year starter, but a veteran in the program. I really like what they've done. They've played really good defense. And, yeah, I could see them playing a real nail-biter with Oklahoma. And part of that is just, you know, it's another – we haven't just seen that many games of Caleb Williams. So, at what point is he going to make some big freshman mistakes? You saw, obviously, against, you know, Kansas. Uh, when, when they play poorly, they can – they can lose a game, and they they didn't lose that one, but um I you know, Oklahoma coming off an idle week here i'm I'm very curious to see you know what they look like,
2: Max, do you think by the end of the entire coaching carousel, the Jim Mora to Yukon will still be <laughs> the strangest, didn't see that coming higher of the whole thing?
3: yes, i and, and like what I mean, I guess the guy's been with ESPN for a while, right? So is yeah. he just is he in Bristol all the time, and he just started flirting <laughs> with the school down the road, or what happened there? I I, I can't figure it out. It just it's
2: I don't yeah, remember it, who told us we were sitting here. And it's like what is there a connection
1: other than
3: ESPN? <laughs> I, I saw someone pointed out too. I mean, this is this is great that um, Jim Moore is one of those coaches who, when he's gotten fired from jobs, UCLA, and I think there was an NFL job before that. When he's gotten fired, he has just sat out for the entirety of his buyout and just lived the buyout life. Yeah. And so maybe buyout life is coming to an end here, and it's time to make a move. It's a good move. It's a good move. I, and, and, uh, it's, it's a move. It's, is it's, it's, it a good move? Is, I don't know. It's yeah, about it's, as, for it's, UConn, like, it's a about good move. like taking on a tough job. That is a, right. that is a horrible yeah. job right now.
1: That's as tough as it gets. It's, it's, it's about as good of a move as you could have done for UConn. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I agree there.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. All right, Max. Um, are you going anywhere this weekend?
3: No, nah, no, I will. Uh, I will be home this weekend, and uh, you know, fun, fun, fun weeks ahead here. There's
1: actually some good games this way. The last two weeks have been pretty rough, but there's some, there's some interesting ones this weekend. All right, Max, we'll let you go. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you later. Good luck with the
3: trash hey, this. <laughs> That's
1: Max Olson of the Athletic, who did track down his recycling bin. That's good for him.
2: him. Yeah,
1: it's good for everyone, really. If you had trash this morning, if you were scheduled for trash this morning in Lincoln, Nebraska. Still. You don't know where your trash. I
2: cans actually are. built my fence line out so it would protect the trash can because it used to get Genius blown move. all over. And I was like, I'm just extending that thing. So you, make
1: out. A, you made like a trash can room, basically, uh, sort of.
2: I just I brought the fence line all the way up to where the the driveway is, so that way you could just block the it. wind would block it. Genius. Thank you. Great move. Yeah, I try. We'll take a quick break
1: around at the nine o'clock hour. Next,
2: more of Happer and Shaper is coming your way.